All right, we're live on the Doug Saravo Show. Joining us today, we have Andrew Brem. You can follow follow him on Instagram and Twitter at bremandrew287. And then we have Matthew Gizzy on the bottom. Matt, how are you today? Hi. I'm, I'm doing great. Hi. Hi. Good, good to see you guys. You Pretty good. So we have a lot to get to today. We're going to discuss some NFL. Drew Brees is retiring. Cam Newton is going back to the Patriots. Tom Brady extended with the Buccaneers. No doubt about that happening. He'll so, be 50. yeah, he may be 50 by the time he retires. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew has an important announcement to make. Andrew, tell us what you got. Uh, I got a Tyler Hero jersey on Amazon. It was only $30, and it's a legit jersey. It has the Nike symbol, has the UK, UKG symbol here. That's then, their uh, advertisement, right? Right, and then the, the lettering. Uh, is spread out. It's the Miami Vice jersey. Yeah. That's a nice jersey, Andrew. Yeah, it is. Only thirty dollars. I got it on Amazon after all. After looking, looking like crazy for a good is it price. The, is it the stitching or is it one of those um, plastic? Not the plastic. You know what I mean. Which one? Is there is the jersey stitches or it's like glued on? I'm not sure. I can't really tell you. I think it's glued. I don't know. But I know it's it looks legit, and plus I looked up uh, authentic. Uh, it's authentic, so I looked it up on. Uh, I looked it up on um, what do you call it? on another site, and it, they charge you one hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, so you probably got like you probably got like the replica, probably. And then cause, well, the expensive one is the one the the one thirty. That's the uh, authentic. So you probably found the replica. Yeah, but it's still legit, though. It still looks pretty legit. Yeah, it's a, it's a real jersey. It's not one of those uh, fake ones. Yeah, because the fake ones, uh, how you can tell a fake one is that, one, the lettering is all together, like the the player name. So, like, say Tyler Hero, right? Uh, all, of his, all the letters in his name would be st- uh, shoved together as one. Yeah. And then also, if... And then also many NBA jerseys had advertising, as you just said. So, you know, with the Miami Heat, you know, they got the UKG and the Nike logo, while the fake nice. ones don't have that. So, All right, so let's get into the show. Drew Brees is retiring from the National Football League after 15 years with the New Orleans Saints and five with the San Diego Chargers. So I want to start with Matt for this topic. What do you think about the announcement by Drew Brees? Was it his time? Uh, I mean, I can't really sit talk to the guy personally, you know. Uh, I don't know his situation, uh, you know, how, what it's like uh, being him personally. But, uh, I mean, hey, the guy had an incredible career. And, uh, if you know, he retires now. I don't think uh, there's nothing he should he should look back at it and uh, – be like, oh, right. he, he should have no regrets because he played, he played his heart out, and uh, he he represented the city of New Orleans well, and he just you know was overall great ambassador of the game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if he felt it was his time, you know, maybe he wanted to do some family stuff, more stuff with his family. I don't know his reasons, but uh, I just know that uh, he'll be he'll be missed, and that uh, he's just he's been he was a true legend. So where do you think the Saints go from here in regards to a quarterback? Is is this going to be Jameis Winston's team, or do you think that maybe they try and trade down, trade up in the draft? 
Well, from what we've seen from Jameis Winston, he could certainly play in a in a, a throw a heavy uh, game, a pass attack. So uh, I think he, if you just give him some time with, uh, uh, you know, with with New Orleans coaching staff uh, and the players, you know, in a starting role, I think he could really, especially because now he has to be he's more fighting for a spot instead of being that one guy when like in Tampa Bay when it was his role. So um, I think he could definitely, you know, he could he could surprise. I think uh, he's had a year under the belt behind Drew Brees. So he must have learned uh, plenty in that time. I mean, from Hall of Fame, you know, he's going to be first ballot Hall of Fame. Uh, so, oh, for sure. So, well, he's uh, number four on my list. But, so, but, uh, but yeah, so Jameis Winston, I think, you know, it, I mean, there's uh, you still have guys like Al Kamara. They're still going to run that offense greatly through Kamara with, you know, just running, running the ball with him and short passes to him, you know, screen passes, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, it should definitely be uh, be interesting. See how Michael Thomas bounces back after last season. You know he had the, the bad injury, and then you know when he came back, he it just didn't look like this. The, there was there wasn't the same chemistry that you saw between Breeze and and uh, Michael Thomas when he was putting up that historic run. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, they got the weapons around James Winston. They got Michael Thomas. They got Emmanuel Sanders. You know they got Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara. I mean, these are this, this is a this is a high flying, this is a super offense right here. So um, you could just you know get Jameis in. You know, just limit the turnovers. I mean, that's really been his biggest thing that you know anyone's really went after him for the turnovers. But uh, I think you know give him a shot. If it doesn't work out, you also have to you think the Saints help. trust him though, as John points out. I think, the, if anything, I think the Saints have more trust in Taysom Hill based on what we've seen from him, what we saw when he started, what, um, what when they when he when he started, right? What he how he's played with them since he's been there, you know how he's been behind Drew Brees and and how he's just been in general. Uh, he's been like their utility gadget in the offense. So honestly, I think Taysom Hill. I, if I had to pick right now, just based on what I, I saw. I would pick Taysom Hill to start because I think he could really uh, bring an aspect that Drew Brees didn't uh, bring so much with his with his legs, uh, and that's the way the game is going now. You know, you got the, these young kids with these the, you know these legs, you know, be, that they could both run the ball and throw it. So I think you know, put him in a mobile offense. Uh, again, you got the pieces around Taysom Hill. Uh, he played well when he was there. So I, I mean, he was averaging. He was getting like three. T- he got three touchdowns like the first uh, two games. I think he played some of that. At least the first one, I know. Uh, so yeah, just put him in there, and uh, I think you'll you'll just have another year of uh, you know off season practice and another year under his belt to uh to just. So play you're that saying the Saints should go with um, Taysom Hill? Taysom, Taysom Hill? Well, I think you definitely. I think well. <clears throat> I think that's gonna be my Twitter question of the day. Well, I put think, it on tw- Twitter now. There, there you go. Yeah, but um, I think that you know, I think like every uh franchise before the before thing uh before the season when it's unclear who your quarterback may be, you usually have some kind of quarterback uh competition, right? And uh, I think it's you know whoever wins that they'll go with, 
But uh, I think right now, from what we've seen, Taysom Hill has the edge. And just you know, he has more experience with the offense, more chemistry with the guys and the coaching staff. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think right now, T- Taysom Hill is the the favorite to start. Uh, at, at, at what's called to start for them. But um, you know, I could I could totally see James Winston uh, coming in and uh, starting as well. So it's uh, just something to watch out for. I think in the off season. All right, so that's my uh, Twitter question of the day. I can't uh, who see should it. The, who should the Saints have at QB in 2021, Hill or Winston? And I'll post the results on uh, my social media Winston, accounts. maybe, but I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> let me give my opinion about Drew Brees. Yeah, I, think it's I was going to ask you the question. Yeah, anyways, I think Drew Brees should retire at this point. I mean, he is 42 he years old. He did retire. Yeah, but I'm saying he should. You know, he. I agree with what he did. But oh. The fact that he's 42, and you know, most guys stay in the NFL or in professional sports until they're 40, because by that point they don't have the energy and the physicality to play the sport anymore. So I think it was the right decision for him, and he had a very good run over the last 15 years. So I applaud for what he's done just I- recently. I think uh, another thing with Drew Brees, I mean, I think the the major thing why why Drew Brees picked this season to ret- retire, I mean, this guy was absolutely wrecked in it with injuries this season. I mean, yeah, that's true. He had like, I don't know, it was like all his ribs were like going in like places they shouldn't be. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was bad. So I think yeah. he's probably just looking out for his own health. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to be able. To yeah, this be- was an up and down year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, he wants to, uh, I mean, he already won a Super Bowl before, so he'll always have that, you know. Uh, and I think, you know, he probably, you know, wants to be able to be healthy for his family and not ha- mm-hmm. have uh, have to look back and be like, oh, I, you know, I wish I would have retired that year instead of coming back and then, you know, say something, got, you know, in- injuries mm-hmm. worsen. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he was 42, so it's not as easy to heal at that age. In Unless you're Tom Brady, well, <laughs> that guy, yeah, he's he's certainly uh, exception. But even Tom Brady's had his his, his injuries. But uh, the, the with the injuries that Drew Brees had, I mean, and there's no there's no rush. You, you didn't you don't have to put Drew Brees in. I, and I, I doubt mean, I'll be Tom Brady. He the fact that he's a Hall of Famer, right? Is like you know, it it really is amazing that like you could. It, it's hard to go away from something like that from Drew Brees, right? But I believe what they have with T- the Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston uh, combo, uh, I think that that's enough for them to be like, all right, Drew Brees, you served us well over the past 15 years or however long he's been with the Saints, I should say. And I mean, I think you know, I think he just 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 you know, his time with the injuries, whatever they come out, I think he just did the math, and he just thought it was the best decision to go with them. All right, if you're just joining us on the Doug Strava Show, we have Andrew Brown, we have Matthew Gizzi. Uh, I just posted a tweet, a Twitter poll, and it's um, who would you rather, who do you think the Saints have at quarterback in 2021, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? You can find it on my Twitter account and vote there, and the results will. I think it's a 24-hour poll, so we'll post the result. We'll we'll discuss the results next week. Should post so, that on your Instagram, Doug, too. Yeah, I could do that. So yeah. speaking of Tom Brady, mm-hmm. 
How important was them to? How important was this move? He took a contract extension, but what he did was, it was like a pay cut, and I think it, can, it canceled out. I think it was a four-year extension, something, but it like voided it out. I'm not sure the full details, but there was some type of team-first contract, which he's done his whole career. So, how important is this move for the Buccaneers? Because they were able to bring back Levante David. I think they just brought back Barrett. So, what are the chances the Buccaneers repeat as Super Bowl champions? Highly, very highly for the fact that Tom Brady has brought the Patriots to many, many Super Bowls. So, I think this is going to be a very, very important move for them. And I could just see him as 2P champions next year, 2022, and even better than 21. So. Matt, how important was this um, this voided out contract extension for Brady, but also the Buccaneers organization? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I don't really know too many of the details of what, uh, you know, contractually, you know, what their situation exactly was that, uh, you know, maybe this that could have caused him feeling like he had to do this, right? But, uh, you know, Tom Brady, he's always been a team player. Uh, he, and, he, you know, definitely, uh, I mean, it's inspiring, you know. This guy's giving up money to win, and that's what, I mean, that's what you should see from most guys, you think, you know. But, uh, you know, people want to get, you know, paid. But, he's, he's like you said, he's done this the whole career, his whole career. And uh, he's, he wants to win. He, you know, that's every season, that's the goal, right? Uh, and I mean, it's 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 it, they you know they bring their team back the way they had it. I mean, honestly, that was I would think that that you could we could say that that was the best team uh, that Tom Brady has ever played for. Uh, when you look at just everyone he had in the both the offense and the defense, I mean, it really was a superstar team. Uh, so I mean, cut it, getting that pay cut I think it should help you know bring back other guys uh I one thing I think will be interesting to see uh you know what happens with the Antonio Brown right uh you know how you see how he does uh and yeah just how everyone comes back uh you know what's the situation's going to be between Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones whether they go back to more of a split or if Leonard Fournette as we kind of saw at the end of the season, he kind of took over more and more. And Super Bowl, you, you see, it, you saw it then. So, um, it should be, uh, it should be interesting. But uh, definitely, um, you know, giving more money for, for their organization that's only going to help them. So, uh, I, I think that you know, it's very, it's a selfless. I mean, he wants to win, so it's not like he was yeah. What charity. better spot than to play in Tampa Bay? Exactly. Tampa Bay is amazing. I mean, this guy, this guy doesn't. I mean, with the amount of money Giselle has is making, like he doesn't. He could take. He could be playing for free. And I'm gonna to. look it up. Is uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't wait for Florida and all. And, yes, and I'm all the to... money that he's made over his career. I mean, this guy. You know, he doesn't need any more money. I mean, you know, he's got plenty yeah. of money. So uh, I can't wait for Brady net worth. Can't wait for Florida in August. It should. Uh, yeah, it should definitely. Uh, Help out the team, I think. So he's he's made about 180 million in his career. That's to yeah. think about. Think bad. about the not too bad, but think about the quarterbacks. <laughs> Dak Prescott just signed. Um, I think it was a four-year, 160 million contract. So Tom 
Tom Brady was never the highest paid quarterback, I don't think. So you think you think, you think about it, what the guys accomplished throughout his career, he could he could have been worth so much more money than 180 million dollars. There, let's let's actually for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott Nethworth. It's gonna come up. But yeah, Tom Brady, I think he's always had a team friendly contract. And I think that's something that that's important for um, many um, the organization, the two organizations he played for because they were able to keep the guys. They didn't let them walk. And that's that's very important. All right, so Dak Prescott. Wait, they don't have his net worth, but let's hold on. Dak Prescott. Yeah, he just. Dak just signed a four-year, $160 million contract. So that's not even close. That's that's what Tom Brady made in his 20-year career, basically. So well, that, that says a lot. Shows of, that all that he's that says all a lot about Tom. Yeah, no, exactly what you're saying. And uh, I think another thing you got to remember is all the just advertisements and stuff like that. Tom Brady was never, I mean, can you think of a single Tom Brady commercial or... I mean, he had that one with Gronk at the end of the year, but you don't really, you really didn't see him that much yeah. in like commercials. I mean, commercials. Dak Prescott's been more more commercials probably within the one year than uh than he than. Because like, if you look at Tom, he doesn't really care about the sponsorships, the commercials, all of this stuff. He cared more about how do you, he basically cared about winning, and. Andrew, that says a lot about him in being a winner. So, what I want to hear from you is, it, would you say it was more of the Tom Brady way than Bill Belichick in New England? Yeah, it oh. was more. The, oh, yeah, definitely. It was definitely more the Tom Brady way than the uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, we just saw it now at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they he just took him to a Super Bowl at forty-three. At forty-three. Not not forty five, not thirty five, not thirty, forty three, forty three. But imagine if he did start in the NFL at nineteen, like Lamella Ball. Imagine. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Lamella well, Ball's only like nineteen. Twenty one or something. I mean, but uh, not not to go too off topic from uh. Yeah, but yeah. Lamelo Ball started playing in the NBA at 19. He's so we're going to talk more Lamelo Ball yeah. later on in the show. And, and you know, yeah. also with you know with, with between NBA and NFL, it's not always you know. So yeah. I feel like you, you know you might see younger guys in the NBA compared to the NFL. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's how the NBA normally is. So yeah, I want to get I want to get to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to discuss the bounce back for Cam Newton in 2021. And then we're going to discuss Jacob DeGrom, if he could have an MVP-type season. And we'll, um, towards the end, we'll have our final thoughts segment. But it's not going to be like, a, you know, what we thought about this show. I want us each to pick a team that's going to win the national the national championship this year. So, again, thank you for joining us on the Ducks Show. Yeah, I told you before we're going to discuss LaMelo Ball. You're too funny, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. is yeah, <laughs> a comedian. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back right after this commercial break. Where the Monroe Falcons are playing the St. Joseph of McCutcheon Falcons. Past uh, that game's history, we have a, a state's uh, championship on our mind now. 
the ranch, the buffalo. It all works together very nicely. Welcome to Falcons Insider. Falcons Insider. On today's episode, we're doing a lot of great work. You know, this is work that people said couldn't have been done before. A lot of money doing something you love. Re-elected team reporter. Yeah, what a season that was for you. 54, 54 points in 18 games. Um... But definitely, I mean, I, when I said that we're going to win GMCs, I think that's another one that we that remember. Yeah. That's You just said it with, with so much confidence. All right, we're back on the Doug Sarava show alongside me. We got Matthew Gizzi and Andrew Brim. So Cam Newton, he kind of had an up and down year last year. I mean, he was he was doing he was doing well, and then I think COVID hit him. So he really yeah he got tested positive. He really didn't get to his performance level that we we knew of Cam. So going back to last year, we could say it was all inconsistent. You know, we had the COVID. We had all you know um, teams weren't allowed to go to like practice facilities. So the Patriots, they signed a lot of guys in free agency today. I thought it was supposed to start Wednesday, but I guess it could go maybe like two days before. I'm not sure how the rules are compared to the NFL free agency. So how important is 2021 season for Cam Newton? And will he bounce back, Matt? Uh, yeah, I mean, just from what we've seen, I'm, I was especially, you know, going, he's going back to the Patriots now. Uh, now in New England – with Tom Brady, they feel like that you know they should be winning every year, right? Or should they should be at least be making the playoffs every year, right? At least that was the standard when Tom Brady was with Belichick. Granted, it's not you know there's you can't say that now Tom Brady's gone, but uh, I think the fan base still you know it's still it's a it's a hardcore fan base, and they want to you know they want to see them them win every year. So um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Cam Newton. Not just from the, the fans and the organization, but <clears throat> for uh, his his career in general. I mean, last year uh, it was an odd year for him. I mean, he started out; it looked like he was gonna have like, you know, it, after the first maybe couple games, or looked like he was gonna have like just an MVP year that he had back in, you know, when he first got came up up in the league, right? Like it looked like he could be the could have been the next uh, Lamar Jackson or yeah he was he was having a good Kyler start to Murray, his career someone, yeah someone who's just running all over offenses right and he was those first couple of games it seemed like and it seemed like it was gonna just all you know it was all just you know gonna be good up all night up from there then uh, just I don't know you know uh, it just things just turned bad. I mean, yeah, you had the, you had the coronavirus, uh, he was out for a week. Maybe I think that might've messed up maybe his rhythm. A little Cause bit. like, if you look at his last two years, he, he was, he was hurt with Carolina and then Kyle Allen started. So the last two years, he threw eight touchdown passes and 11 interceptions. He really, you know, he had that one good year in 2015, 35 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions. Um, he, that was his only year with 30, 30 touchdown passes. So how important is it for him this year to 
you know, to prove that he belongs in the NFL as a starting quarterback. I mean, yeah, if he wants to, if he wants to keep playing, I think just as a starting quarterback in the league, uh, you know, he's got to have a good year this year, you'd think. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you got to also remember, he doesn't really have the guys around him that he, guys like, you know, the, the, you know, Greg Olson, where he would just, you know, how many times did we see that connection when he was with the Panthers, right? Or, um, you know, you got McCaffrey. You got McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, you, these are guys that, you know, these are, at least when they were playing, uh, Greg Olson was then. He's still playing good now, but he was studying it up when, when he was with Cam Newton, right? He had other guys. Uh, yeah, he had a good year, actually. They had other, you know, wide receivers. I believe, uh, um, was it? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up for a moment. Yeah, you look, you look up for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've, they, he's had some guys around. With New England, I mean, we've, some guys had some quiet, a quiet year, some quiet years. Uh, I mean, this last year, like, they kill Harry. You didn't really hear much of him at all. Um, a few other guys that uh, were kind of on and off. You know, it, it kind of took them a little bit to get going uh, towards the end of the season. But um, I think they still have some good, right? They good. They have. They do have some some options. They, you know, James White, uh, Sony. All right, Michelle. so the the receivers that Cam had in um. 2015, when they went to the Super Bowl, was Corey Brown, Ted Ginn, Ed Dixon, Greg Olson. So, and you even consider Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart. So they really had a, they had a great team in 2015. They went 15 to one, and they just they just struggled against Denver's great defense. So, and if you look at the moves the Patriots made today, I think they could be a better team. And if Cam gets back to his level that we've known I think the Patriots could be a playoff team next year but if it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be difficult for sure because you have the Bills now that are legit but so they brought in it looks like uh, Kendrick Byrne uh, born Nelson Aguilar um, they brought in a few guys from defense but I was watching a first take, I believe, with uh, Kellerman and Stephen A. And what they, what the, one of them made a good point. If you look at the uh, the Patriots' defense, a lot of the guys that they had, like Dante uh, Hightower, uh, I don't remember who else, they opted out of the 2020 season. So it's not like they had everyone that took them to Super Bowls besides Tom Brady. So who knows? Maybe when these guys come back and you're able to do the regular uh, conditioning, the practices, go to your facility, and actually have an NFL season you could prepare for, I think the Patriots and Cam Newton will bounce back. I don't see this being the end for Cam Newton, and I don't see this being the end for Bill Belichick. I truly believe that they will have a bounce back year. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, like, you, you you listed the players that they had with, uh, when he was with Carolina, those players that, uh, w- w- when they went to the Super Bowl, I mean, I mean, out of those guys, I mean, you, you've heard of Tenjin, at least, really, the other guys, I mean, all the really, you could th- you think of, like, that really spots out as, you know, 
really productive touchdown up passer with them uh, was Greg Olson. I mean, you know, I think Tedgen was, you know, he was doing a lot better than uh, he's doing now, but he's with a different team and he was, you know, it's just different situation. Uh, but yeah, so Cam can, I mean, they had Cam Newton then. And this is Cam, Cam was playing at a top level. So Cam, yeah, they were unstoppable. Cam need much around him, right? But um, I think they're passing, right? They're passing for. It's still very funky, but I think right adding Nelson Aguilar, he had a nice surprise. Uh, or I shouldn't say surprise because uh, we've seen what he can do with the Eagles, but he had a nice kind of quiet. Uh, he kind of kind of fell under the radar last year that he actually did, did kind of you know pretty well with the Raiders. Uh, for what uh you know and you got guys, guys like Darren Waller, you know getting I don't know how many passes a game for them, but um. Quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, so uh I think yeah, adding Nelson Aguilar, I think that should help him. Uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne. Uh but uh, you know, I think great he'll have another year to uh maybe figure things out. I think they gotta, you know, figure some you know, make make it mo you know, make it a mobile offense. One where you you're, you don't just have Cam do QB sneaks when you're running. You well, know? what's going to hurt is Joe Thune went to uh, he went to uh, Kansas City today, so that's going to that's going to hurt um, the O line, but that's definitely going to help Patrick Mahomes. So I think as see as long as Cam stays healthy, I don't see why this team could struggle. Last year they started what I think they started. They were like two and four, then they went like four, five and four or something, or two and five, and then I think they were like five and six. Seven games in a COVID season with a lot of guys out. I understand, but they sh- they have they didn't really they look good on home. They just couldn't win on the road, and that's what Max Kellerman was saying. And honestly, if Cam stays healthy, everyone comes back. They play great. I think they're going to. Ha- I think Cam's going to have a bounce back here because he's he's still a good quarterback. It's just a matter of him staying healthy and having a good group of guys around him. And I think it's also just about you know making uh you know good decisions in the passing game, right? Uh, we, we oh, for seen, sure. We saw a lot of turnovers. Like I said, it was uh eight touchdowns and eleven interceptions. You said, uh, so I think yeah, he's definitely got to improve on that, right? Bill Belichick, yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe Bill Pel- Belichick sh- sh- showed some maybe more of his colors perhaps last year, you know, not having Tom Brady. I mean, you saw he wasn't really very successful when he before he got to the Patriots and mm-hmm. was with Tom Brady. So, um, you know, he the, you got to give Tom Brady, you know, a lot of credit, at least from what we see, we saw from last year. Maybe Bill Belichick comes back. You know, you got to think that, you know, he's still a really good head coach. And you got to think that he'll be uh, more prepared next year, especially with seeing how Cam did last year. They'll have a year under his belt with him. Uh, that relationship will grow and they'll have more chemistry. But um, I think he had to uh, put that offense more around Cam, but uh, use him, you know, use him smart. Don't just. You know, they got to come up with better play calling. 
And uh, I mean, how many times would you see like they would they would they would just like try and run in with Cam? Uh, obvious situation when they were they were gonna run it, and uh, on critical like end of game plays when you know. So they gotta mix it up a little bit. Don't just always uh, do the same stuff. And uh, yeah, I think they could have a good year. I mean, the Patriots defense played pretty. They played they played decent last year. And this is the year you look back from uh, year before this. They were like the number one defense in the league. I mean, they were doing all kinds of stuff. You know, you had the players gone from last year. That certainly, you know, that certainly impacts the team, especially guys like Dante Hightower. You know, he's going to be hall in the Hall of Famer. Uh, so yeah, uh, just um, I think give them. You know, that defense was still played very well. I think, especially with how many times they had to, you know, come up big. With how bad poorly the offense was running, uh, I think yeah, let him, uh, you know, bring him back, uh, bring some guys back this year for on the defense, and uh, I think they'll their defense will get better. We'll see more of what we saw from maybe the year previously, and uh, I think right Cam Noon, I think will just get more comfortable and play better, and uh, you know maybe be feel healthier. You got different guys in there to help him out now, so uh, I think they, they they should definitely be better uh, than than last year. I think. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see. All right. So I'm looking at the poll, and uh, we have right now uh, James Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback for the Saints. So I kind of agree with people that it's going to be Jameis. Um, all depend. You know, you have the draft too, so anything could happen. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back again. If you're just joining us, we've been discussing the National Football League. Drew Brees we started the show off with. Then we discussed Tom Brady and his extension, Cam Newton, and a bounce-back year. And when we come back after this commercial break, we will discuss if Jacob DeGrom will win MVP this season. We'll be right back. Where the Monroe Falcons are playing the St. Joseph of the Cutchin Falcons. Past uh, that game's history, we have a, a state's uh, championship on our mind now. The ranch, the buffalo. It all works together very nicely. Welcome to Falcons Insider. Falcons Insider. On today's episode, of, we're doing a lot of great work. You know, this is work that people said couldn't have been done before. A lot of money doing something you love. Re-elected team reporter. Yeah, what a season that was for you. 54, 54 points in 18 games. Um, but definitely, I mean, I, when I said that we're going to win GMCs, I think yeah, that's I another one that we that I remember. Yeah. Yeah, you just said it with with so much confidence. All right, we are back on the Doug Survival Show alongside me. We got Andrew Brem, Matthew Gizzy, and we got Gizmo over there having a meal. So what's hey, up, hey, Giz? Hey. <laughs> so, Jacob DeGrom, if we look at that year he won the Cy Young, the guy was like ten and nine, but his ERA his ERA was 
like 1.70. And I remember that season because I would go to a few Met games and the offense didn't really score for the guy. And there was a stat that came out that year. If the Mets, sco- the Mets scored like three or more runs, he could have had like 20 wins. So if the, with the team the Mets have right now with Lindor, Alonzo, Dominic Smith, Jeff McNeil, Conforto, all the guys that they brought in, James McCann, if DeGrom pitches to his Cy Young level that he did in 2017, um, the same could be said in 2018. No, I think it was 1819. Yeah, it was 1819. My bad. If the offense shows up this year, does De- does Jacob DeGrom enter that MVP conversation? We saw it with Justin Verlander a few years ago. We saw it with Clayton Kershaw. So, man, if... Will this be the year that we see a MVP pitcher? I mean, Jake DeGrom, DeGrom, just so talented. Uh, You know, back-to-back Cy Youngs, I believe, right? Yeah, Uh, he's definitely MVP. Yeah, he won uh, in 2018, 2019, and I believe last year was Trevor Bauer. Oh. Trevor Bauer, wait, well, no, he made the AL. Uh, no, he won it in last year with the Reds. I mean, I'm actually, yeah, I was thinking of, uh, sorry, I was thinking of the other one from uh, Cleveland. I mean, all these, all the Cleveland pitchers, I mean, they just keep coming up with them, man. Uh, but, uh. Oh, yeah, Sh- so, yeah Shane Bieber won last Shane year. Shane Bieber, yeah. Uh, so, it's it just, <laughs> I mean, uh, and now the Yankees got Corey Kluber, you know, just huge, you know. Pet former Indians pitcher, right? Who the Yankees played against in the playoffs. Yeah, but, they um, had the Indians like, had a good run, and then you know, as we know, they're rebuilding kind of. But um, but yeah, I think uh, I mean, if if the if the, if the pitcher's gonna get MVP, uh, it's there's no reason not to think that uh, it would be Jacob Degrom. Just this guy has just pitched at an elite level. No matter how the team, the Mets have done whether they've hidden, whether they're not hidden, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if they could, if they could win some games, which I think, you know, I, I, I truly believe that they'll, they should be doing, they should do well this year, based on who they have. You know, yeah, they I have can't even see it on my year. computer. I'm gonna need glasses, so I'm gonna pull up his stats on my phone. And uh, yeah, so, um, but yeah. New guys they brought in, you know, you got Frankie, Mr. Smiles, uh, <laughs> all other guys that they brought in. I mean, yeah, they should they should do well the Mets, I think. And and with Jacob DeGrand, you know, you got No Syndergaard coming back. Uh, they should play well, and I think definitely if they could win some games, uh, DeGrand may very well end up as an MVP. All right, I get, hold on, all right, regular season stats. All right, here we go. So the 2018 year, he went 10 and 9, but there was like a stretch where he was like 5 and 6 and 5 and 7 because, you know, it'd be like a 2 1 game that he would lose, and it's, you know, unfortunate. So 2018, he went 10 and 9. His ERA was 1.70. 152 hits allowed, 48 runs against. 48 earned runs, I mean, 41 earned runs, 10 home runs, 46 walks, 
269 strikeouts. And then, in 2000, and then his average against the batters was 196. So DeGrom, he's having these great seasons. And that year, the Mets offense couldn't score a run for him. Or he would have, like, a lead. Then the Mets bullpen would come in, and they would blow it on him. So if they won those games... He could have won 20 games, 22 games, 24, and he would have been in that MVP conversation in 2018. But then again, you have some baseball writers that say, I'm not going to vote for a pitcher to win MVP because they have their own award. You have those voters that would base it on team success or where they would be with where the team would be without that player. So all depends on the writers, how they vote. Because uh, voting is it's very different. Like if I was a a writer and I had to vote for a Hall of Fame or an award, the MVP award I would do. Where would this team where the, would this team be without this player? And the Mets would have been one of the worst teams with, with one of the worst teams without Jacob Degrom. So in my mind he has to be in this mvp conversation at least once he has to be a nominee if he has these great seasons because he's one of those best pitchers where without him who knows where the mets would have been in 2018 2019 they wouldn't even be in the conversation for a playoff race you know towards the end of the 2019 season the mets were up there with the cubbies battling for that last wild card spot so i just think he's I think think with the I just think with the off season that the Mets had under Steve Cohen, you know, thank God the Wilpons sold the team. They wouldn't be anywhere where they are right now without these moves, and that's going to be a team that has a lot of offense. Uh, you don't really have to rely on your pitching that much because, let's face it, when the Mets couldn't put runs on the board, they had their pitchers basically save their save their asses on that game so Andrew how important is it for for the team for the Mets to score for Jacob Dragom this year and give their pitchers run support uh, I think it's very important for the fact that the Mets have been struggling for the last couple of years and I think this year will be a, a banner year for them so you really think they'll win the World Series yes I think so after well, you said banner so that could also you know that may be like a you know, yeah a division, yeah. American I mean, national still, league. I, I mean that division. Uh, that's yeah. If you look at sorry, Andrew, I'll let you continue a second. But I'm, I just want to say like if you look at that division. I mean yeah, it's going to be tough. You, you can say it'll be that, tough. I mean but they could overcome it. Yeah, they can, but yeah. it's definitely going to be tough. It's going to be sure. tough. You got well, the Braves. They brought in Charlie Morton. Phillies are always up and down. Yeah. Um, Nationals have a great pitching rotation, so we'll see it. It seems like Philadelphia seems to be the better has the better teams like locally yeah. than New York does. But at least New York has more spirit than Philly, though, for some reason. All right, so Andrew, I want to get back to your point, and then we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, some NBA. And yeah. I'm sure I'm Woo. sure you're excited about that. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's NBA. And plus, it's the easiest league, I would say, to follow than any other league because there's you only think? two conferences. In some way, because there's only two conferences. Well, NHL has two conferences. 
Yeah, Wait, well, they all have only, they all they all have only two conferences. Yeah, every team, every league has two conferences, Andrew. Come on, man. Well, well, football has a multiple. No, no they have two. two conferences. Yeah, but they're all like split into sub conferences too. As divisions, well. yeah, so divisions. Is, so, is, so is the NBA. No, they're not. No division, just, yes. No, in the NBA, no, they're just two conferences, and that's you it. have the East, you have the South, you have the West. Yeah, yeah but they don't put that up. Yes, they do. All right. All right, get back to your point. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the Mets, it could be, it'll be a banner year for them anyways. That's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. I said everything. All right. I was so, up. I want to look at the NBA standings. All right. Here we go. This is the NBA standings because apparently Andrew doesn't know what he was talking about. Um, they have no. There's they have the Atlantic Division, where you have the Sixers, the Nets, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Raptors, the Central, the Southeast. Yeah, they do. Never mind. The Southwest, <laughs> Northwest, Pacific. Yeah, no, I remember now. I remember now. My bad. It's just I, I was just looking at Eastern, hour. Western. <laughs> All right, so. Do you think, if we look at this Hornets team, I mean, besides LaMelo Ball, um, they have Biombo, I think they have Bridges, Terry Rozier. Do you think with LaMelo Ball at the helm, Andrew, that this Hornets team can resemble those Warriors teams? Now, I'm not saying they're going to win 72 games or uh, 74 to break the record. Yes, 73, 74 would be the record. But can this be a team that is a threat in the Eastern Conference? Because if we think about the standings in the playoff picture, mm-hmm. and we think about the teams, you know, you have the Nets improving, you have the Knicks improving, Raptors are kind of inconsistent right now. You have a lot of teams that are at the top that were at the bottom. Like the Nets were awful one year. The Sixers, as we know, were awful one year. The Bucks was was one of the worst teams in the league. Now the they're Nets. one of the top teams. So would you say that the Hornets will be up there with these top teams now that they have a guy like LaMelo Ball? I definitely think so for the fact that LaMelo Ball, he's only 19 years old. I brought this up so many times, but I'll bring it up again. LaMelo Ball, he's only 19 years old. And he's already in the NBA. He's not even 20 yet. And that's, you know, an incredible accomplishment that he's in the NBA at 19. So he already won Rookie of the Year. So I could see the Hornets possibly becoming a top team in the conference. But I think it will take time since they are a very young team. So I could see in the next two years or so, I could see them going up to the top. So you think that they're going to have the same blueprint as the Golden State Warriors did, and they're going to end up being one of those top teams in the league? I think so, for the fact that uh, you know they are a young team, that they have very good talent for such a young team, and especially LaMelo Ball, where he's not even 20, like I just said, and he's only 19, and he's already won Rookie of the Year, and it's just the start for his career. So you truly believe that they'll be one of those top teams? In the yes, league? I definitely do. I definitely think that. And besides the fact that they have Lamelo Ball, what's your reason behind that? Besides that, you know, 
Well, I said they are a young team. They are a young team, not just Lamelo Ball. I'm talking about their whole team. Yeah, but why though? Like, there has to be a reason. There has to be a system in place that they're going to be one of those best teams. I'm not really. What do you think? What do you think about the? You know, what would you say? I think the Hornets are building something special. I truly do. And I like having I have like having Lamelo Ball at the point at the point because this is a guy that's making everyone better around him. You know, this ain't one of those team like Steph Curry. They built around Steph Curry, and they didn't just rely. Uh, like, let's look at a team, for example. Uh, uh, let's take a look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. They basically relied on LeBron James. You know, LeBron James would play. I think there was a time where he played like 41 minutes out of 48 in a playoff game, and they won. So if we're looking at these games, these players, yeah, they had the stack team, but without LeBron, you're not going to be good with just Kyrie Irving, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, Kevin Love, and uh, who was was the center at the time um, when we won the title. No, Kendrick Perkins was there a while. Who was our center at that time, 2000? You had Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. Who was our center? I have to look this up for a moment. We didn't, like, they didn't just build. Yeah, they brought guys around that could play, but when you look at these teams, they really focused, they focused on LeBron. Like, LeBron was the guy that they had to go to. LeBron was blocking shots. LeBron was making plays. LeBron, like, if you look at the... You look at the 2018 finals, LeBron led in every category. Points, rebounds, assists, minutes played. He could have won the MVP if they if they didn't if they didn't lose. I still thought he could have been the MVP despite losing. All right, so Aris Channing Fry, uh Sasha Khan. Oh, Tristan no, Tristan Thompson was a power forward. So I think that the Hornets are going to build around LaMelo Ball, and they're going to build this great team around him. Their young guys are stepping up for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, you look at, I'll pull up the roster quick. Their young guys are truly stepping up, and it's not just it's not just Ball. Bringing in Gordon Hayward was a great move. Having Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, Cody Zeller. Hornets have a good team and they're not even that bad. They were a few they were a playoff team a few years ago, but they weren't one of those they weren't one of those top teams. And I'm looking forward to the future of this team. I really am and I think Andrew kind of agrees the fact that they're a young team, but you know, that's basically it. What's up, Carmine? Oh, you could hear him. Oh, wow. Who's Carmine? Our old neighbor. Huh? You know, hey. you don't know Matt, Andrew? Yeah, uh, okay, cool. This is Matt Gizzy that we've been talking to. I know, of course, I know that. I just don't know who Carmine is. The commissioner That's of the Marmar Township Roller Hockey League. Oh, okay, I have no idea. 
I don't know about roller hockey. I will say it is, it is interesting that after all the the guys that uh, the modern times of roller hockey league uh, has you know had had brought up. Uh, he would later play on the minor channel. You know, I'll call you back and say, huh? <laughs> but yeah, Andrew, Andrew, you don't know Mac Gizzy? Of course I know him. I just don't know Carmine. That's oh, it. I thought you knew, you, I think you knew, like, the whole family. Like, you knew Jason Gizzy, right? Yeah, I know them, but I didn't know the whole family. Oh. Well, it's yeah. just Matt and Jay. They don't really have a whole... You know, uh, you know Brandon Caca Valley, right? Wasn't that the guy you took a picture with from Rowan? Yeah, that's their cousin. Oh, that's him? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to discuss the final four, who we are who we think is going to win. I did my bracket today, and I think it's going to be very interesting. So we'll be right back right after this commercial break, and we have plenty more to get to. We'll be right back. work uh, uh, we start with work to see what uh, can we do about it because I can pitch in money to start with you know because we need that look at that it's uh, like you know sad the pop is crying we need to do something and when she gets elected she will do a lot of great work for this town. Things that haven't been done before. She's highly respected, highly intelligent, and I'm looking forward to hearing on election day that she is your newest representative, but most importantly, your voice. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. On the Doug Sharava show alongside me, we got Andrew, Brad, Matt, Gizzy. So before we went to commercial break, we were discussing the Monroe Township Roller Hockey League, and I had the pleasure of playing against Matt one year. Unfortunately, he won the championship and I lost, but, you know, what can we say? Jimmy Burns made a bad call. That cost us the game. So, Matt, well, talk about the memories we had at the Monroe Township Roller Hockey League. There you go. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, we had some great memories. Uh, you know, stuff you'll marry forever. Uh, just so much fun. But uh, yeah, what I was trying to say before, before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, that <laughs> I, I find it is interesting how, in all the years of modern touch of roller hockey, all the the talent, all the people, all the players, we saw. <clears throat> who would later go on to play for the high school team, my montage of ice hockey, right? How it was the team that was not uh, the bred through the montage of roller hockey system that would end up going on winning GMC. So I, I found out interesting that uh, maybe you could get Big Carline on here and ask him about that. Uh, maybe there's a, if there's any correlation, I don't know. 
But uh, wait, what's the question? Uh, it's not really a question. More just like an acknowledgement of how the team that won the MC for Modern Sounds of Ice Hockey was not. Oh yeah, what is what does the commissioner think about well, that? Well, was not one of the really was not one of the the the, the Monroe Township Roller Hockey League teams. Uh, yeah, you know. the Banton Division. So um, it wasn't. I don't even think they. Play, I mean, who on that team do you know played for Monroe Township Roller Hockey? You know. Uh, Kevin Broski, Anthony oh, yeah, Lane, Dominic oh, yeah. Mi- Michalizzi. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah was that, well, was that year? Oh, maybe yeah, 2018. Kyle Lang, he okay, played in roller hockey. Okay, yeah. But it was towards the end of it, I would say. Um, but it seems like, I mean, I don't know how they did it after that. It's all, it's all fuzzy. You know, when you hit a certain age, when you hit a certain age, you just you start forgetting things, so. But, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, what does your uh, What does the commissioner think about that? I don't know. You'll have to get him on sometime and ask him. But uh, yeah, just shout out to Patty Collins. Uh, just watching him. Uh, so yeah, just yeah, a lot of fun. We had a lot of good memories with Montessori Hockey. Oh and, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, yeah I, I can't believe I've been out of high school for four years already. Damn, time flies. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad I got out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, at All least right. seeing, meeting new people, seeing new people. Outside yeah, that's of always good. Yeah, that's and, always uh, good. You know, yeah, and now, you know, Monroe's a good town, but, you know, soon enough I'm ready to, like, move on somewhere else, whether it be yeah. another town or county in the state or another state or another country. But I plan, probably when I start, you know, I'll probably stay in the state, but I definitely know I'll move out of Monroe for, for sure. Yeah, I think that's we all will. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe when I'm maybe when I retire, but we'll see. But I'm thinking yeah, staying are you in Jersey. A, are you gonna take a civil test, Andrew? Probably. Yeah, your dad told What's me about that? it. Yeah, like a police officer, a fireman. Yeah, a garbage man. Yeah, I heard now for the NJ State Police, you could uh, register, I think, or uh, yeah. apply for something like that. Well, I'm doing my show, so I'm not gonna Wait, apply for the, that. Um, yeah. The police. Police officers and garbage men take the same test. Yeah, it's like a civil test. Probably different I, questions and all, but I feel like that's because a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll work for pa- uh, Colonel Pat Callahan. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's my show, Andrew, right? Yeah. All right. Not for that's... long, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at my bracket, and my final four is. LSU, Creighton, Ohio State, West Virginia. So, and then for my national championship, I have LSU defeating Ohio State. So, I'm not sure if you guys know who the bracket is, but... I have no idea. Well, no, I know the bracket, but I just haven't made mine yet this year. Yeah, well, just give me four, four teams you think could win. Uh, I think the four, I mean I think the four teams you just said because those are the only four teams that I know are in it right now because I have yet to look at the bracket. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no idea either, Doug. Busy with schoolwork, you know, man. So, uh, but I yeah, bet. yeah, I will say though, it is it is it is very nice uh, to have March Madness back again this year. Yeah, they, after they, last they, year, they got rid of it last year. I think they they shut everything down too early, right? With the, I think they could have had it, could have at least maybe yeah. 
did yeah, something. Yeah, well, 2020 was in that case. Had an off-site, you know, did, did something where they at least had a, a tournament. Maybe maybe a smaller version, you know, maybe with less teams, but just something yeah, they could get with it. Uh, 2020 was, like, dealing but, with, uh, the, with the... They didn't was, really, you know, people lost their minds last year, and they, you know, hard time making decisions, hard time thinking, you know. Hard time thinking, yeah. which led to a hard time making decisions. So yeah, twenty twenty um, was nothing but like dealing with the my dealing with your ex girlfriend after a breakup. Just, just <laughs> yeah, thing. that's how you viewed it as. Yeah, that's kind of what it was like, where she wouldn't stop annoying the hell out of you. I mean, if that's what you think about it, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I thought about it, but. And 2020, you know, was an even-numbered year, so I expected it to be not as good as uh, as So if, the other if you guys had to pick one team to win the national championship, who would it be? Ohio State for sure. You're going with Ohio State? Matt, who are you going with? Uh, I mean, how many uh, – based on those four teams that you uh, put up there, how many times are, are, is, that, is that you said WSV? Is that supposed to be West Virginia? Oh, uh, yeah, West Virginia. Okay, yeah. That, that's their abbreviation? No, WVU. Well, that's what I just t- decided to type down. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, how many times are we going to see West Virginia in the tournament? In, you know, as a. We've race, seen it for a while. And just not winning. So, Who's uh, I think Brandon, how are you? Hey, there we go. But I yeah, think Brandon's I think frozen. Could definitely, could, I mean, it's, it seems like it's it's only a matter of time every year. Yeah, Brandon is frozen right now. Yeah. And uh, I think oh, here yeah, he is. I'm, I assume Michigan State's in again this year. They're so, Brandon, year. you hear me? Yeah. Brandon's having technical. Yeah, Brandon is having technical difficulties right now because I don't hear him at all. I think oh, you no. have. Turn your mic on, bro. Nope. We'll just continue. continue. Now do you... Just keep going. Oh, no. Hey. You hear me now? Yeah, I, I hear you yeah. now. So, not much. So, since you didn't really have been yeah, part of I this... Yeah, I... <laughs> don't Since you haven't been part of this whole show, what do you think Rutgers has to do to win? Well, you got to get Geo Baker going. You have to get Miles Johnson to get those really strong rebounds. He's going to be a big part in this tough Clemson team. You know, so it's going to be it's going to be important to, you know, win try to win this game because I think this is a winnable game for Rutgers. Yeah, you think it's winnable? All right. Yeah, I, I think I, it's very winnable. Um, I I mean, listen, Clemson. I think we're losing connection because I can't. Clemson's football team, but their basketball team is pretty good too. But I, think I think we're losing that, um... connection because I can't really hear you right now. Sorry. Be... All right, so I can't hear Brandon. His connection but, uh, is bad right now. Yes. Yeah, so, but what? Uh, yeah, John uh, mentioned Gonzaga. I mean, every. Year John mentioned they're... Gonzaga. Gonzaga every year, man. They are just they, you know a force to be reckoned with, and yeah. You know, I'm always high on Gonzaga, or at least, you know, I have been, you know, been the past year. Uh, I mean, they've, they've just, they're just awesome, you know, so. 
they're always yeah. a, they're always a favorite. Uh, so you know, Gonzaga, they definitely could. You know, they do. Uh, yeah. So yeah. What's I up, Andrew? Yeah, you hear that laughing in the background? Oh yeah, I heard. <laughs> so um, I'm looking yeah. at my bracket, and one of the teams I have going through. <laughs> Is Oregon State? They're ranked 12. I think they're going to go to the Elite Eight. That's the Midwest part of the bracket. Looking at the South, I think Winthrop can make a good run. I don't know why they're 12. Why they're marked? Why they're ranked 12? They're 23 and one in the South Conference, so I think they're going to have a solid run. Um, in my East, uh, I believe it starts Thursday. In the East, I have LSU making a good run. I see Georgetown going far. Um, Alabama, I think, could go to the Elite Eight. And another upset I have is I have I have 10 VCU, and I have 14 Eastern Washington. So I think these are going to be some uh, good teams that go far in um, this Final Four. Uh, a few years ago, when I did a show on Messing Radio, I picked Creighton to go to the Final Four, and I think this is going to be the time they, if they actually do it. So, this is an interesting... I like my bracket. I really do. You want to... So, why don't you tell us, like, do you got any tips you could give us on uh, how you pick your bracket, you know, how we, uh, you know what, uh, well, the way I do it is I look at the points per game, and I base it off of that. So, for example, let's let's do Missouri and Oklahoma. Missouri has the better defense. So that's basically how I do it. I do it by a point per game. Um, I do it by a point per game. Some people do it by rankings or a favorite team. That's how I do it. It's all very, it's questionable, but it all depends on. Hey, it's probably better than, you know, that people flipping coins, having But I mean, I think uh, Six Man, I mean, I've always, the years that I've done, Mark Man went by the statistics, it's a very big thing. Uh, past, uh, you know, past, you know, who they played <clears throat> like you said, uh, different analytics, right? Uh, yeah, some people use analy- and, uh, analytics, some don't. A few years ago, I, I, I did really well, actually, and I, I you get a few surprises, but... Uh, yeah, like VCU I, was I, one, I uh, Richard Carr I, State I, was one, uh, who else do I see on here? Um... Florida Gulf Coast University. Yeah, represent. Yes. So, um, but yeah, uh, so it's, uh, I mean, I use the past few years, I've been brutal with it, right? So, um, couple, past couple of years, but a few years ago, I actually did very well. And I, oh, I have had some good surprises the past couple of years as well. So, you know, maybe that just means I'm picking a lot of underdogs. I don't know, but, uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it, 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 I'm questioning my message for this, what, what I'm going to do, but, uh, so, uh, we'll, I'll, you know, I'll see what, uh, what I do with that, but, yeah. All right, so now, uh, 
it's time for a quick commercial break, and then we'll have our final thoughts right after this commercial break. We'll be right back. on the Doug Sarava show alongside me we have Matthew Gizzy. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing great. Have a we have Andrew Brem and then we had Brandon Schwartz to talk about Rutgers and then uh, some Looney Tune Madison decided to do like a prank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now's time for like our final Yeah, that's his nickname, Looney Tune Madison. <laughs> uh, and then we had final thoughts. Um, we did our predictions, kind of, but now I want to do final thoughts on the show. You guys could say something if, you guys could say something if you like. It could be about the show, it could be about sports, a prediction for the future. So, Andrew, let's start with you. That was a really good show, like usual. We, you know, we covered everything, and we went right through. Yeah. Well, I don't talk NHL, so, and NHL, I, I feel like, is irrelevant in my life. Wow. Well, after after you leave the show, Andrew, uh, Matt, and I are going to stay on for a while to discuss National Hockey League. So yeah. we'll discuss the NHL. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's really it. NFL, MLB, NBA, obviously, and uh, yeah. Matt, <laughs> any final thoughts for the show? <laughs> uh, NBA just brutal, but uh, I mean, yeah, I think you know, just another good show. Always a pleasure hanging out with you, Doug, and you, Andrew. Um, yeah, you should come to Jersey in the summer. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, why? You know, no one likes Jersey. Yeah, yeah that's true. Jersey, I mean, everyone's done with Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, at least Jersey. now because of Phil Murphy. Well, just just everything. But uh, but yeah. I mean, well, Matt has Florida big Ron Florida down Florida. there. Ron twenty twenty four. Yeah. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, so uh. I forget what we were talking about, but yeah, so I uh, excited to talk some NHL. Uh, you know, the Rangers were just playing the Flyers. It was, uh, it was 3-2 last time I checked. We had the Flyers up. Uh, hopefully the Rangers came back. You know, but, uh, yeah, Arch- yeah, we Panarin, shall see. Panarin come, uh, came back. Play, Panarin's you know, back. That was huge. And, I mean, they needed him, you know. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know why he really had to leave. I don't think he had to leave, at least from everything I've from just the, the brief stuff that I've gotten, you know, it's still very mysterious why he left or how, you know, all the details and stuff like that. So we don't know. Yeah, it's all really some some political thing. Yeah, I can't really say why he decided, why he, he felt he had to take a leave of absence. Uh, Something know. with, like, Putin or in Kremlin. I, I don't want to get into but it, but... I'm not trying to have, like, a political discussion but, uh, right now yeah, about Andrew, this. Andrew, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, well, I'm trying to avoid the politics, which I have. And, but anyway, yeah, you did good. But um, our, I mean, yeah, yeah our Tummy's key part that they needed him back, and you saw, I believe, uh, uh, you know, uh, they they beat the Bruins with like five nothing yeah. or something like that. 
Uh, and by the way, gonna... politics are uh, are fear mongering. That's what they are. We should just avoid all that nonsense. Yeah. So let's that. let's talk some National Hockey League. All right, Andrew, I'm out of here. You're more than welcome to stay. If not, I'll see you next time, buddy. Yeah, I'll see you next I like time. <laughs> yeah. When I go to Florida in August, I could wear that. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I'm going to Daytona, which is closer to Orlando. Wonder, oh, that's nice. I've for been the there 500 before. or what? No, we, that's in February. What? No, I, I don't that's know. in February. What, the Daytona 500? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to that stadium before, but I don't think I've seen a race there. Just so you know, Sunoco is the official sponsor of... Yeah, I heard that, yeah. And also, they had the Lucia Mall there. I've been there before, too. Lucia Mall is nice. But yeah, so... All right, Andrew, take care, buddy. Yeah, you too. Take care. We'll talk more <laughs> he didn't even finish his conversation. Yeah, well, I just realized it's great nickname for him. He he's the bread man. Not, yeah. The, you know, oh, nice nickname. Yeah, there you know, you got the bread man, and then you got the bread man. So there you go. All right, so Matt Keith Kincaid, he shut out. He shut out the Boston Bruins. He had a good run with the Devils. So, what do you think about his performance against the Bruins? Uh. Well, I mean, hey, when you shut the, the Bruins, you look at that team, I mean, they have a good team. But, uh, I mean, they're very top-heavy, I think. At least it, it, they seem, it would seem like that uh, with the first line. You know, you got Pasternak, Marshan, and uh, uh, Bergeron, right? Then after that, it's kind of just, you know, you're, you're looking at where do they produce their goals from, right? But they can still score from other places, you know. Charlie Coyle, I know, uh uh, I think he scored a couple different games against the Rangers, uh, but uh, I, I know at least once. But uh, yeah, he's certainly a guy that can do some stuff. And their defense pitching too. So uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely good to see. Uh, you know, there's definitely a huge win that they needed. Uh, that you know they were at like nine points out, I believe. So that brought them down to seven. They're still you know they still got to get it going some more. Uh, maybe they'll get some going with Artemi back, but uh, yeah, just uh, so it was, it was good to uh, uh, it, was, it was good for that. And like I said, yeah, five nothing. When anytime you shut out the Bruins, it's good with uh, Kincaid. Uh, uh, so um, I know I've heard uh, to quote Carmine Gizzi, uh, Georgiev wasn't really stopping anything, or he said something like that. So uh, you know you gotta have Kincaid roll with Kincaid if he's gonna be playing well. You know, playing better, and then uh, or to, and hopefully they get Igor back, me. You know, so uh, we'll see when that happens. So would you say that the Rangers are basically complete with their rebuild because they have their pieces in place? You know, you have Hedl, you have Mika, you have uh, Artemi, you have uh, Lemieux, you have Keandre, you have Igor, you have Gio, you have Truba, Lindgren, Lindgren. And if you look at the Devils team, who do we really have in our core? Kyle Palmer may be on the trade market. You look at, we have Jesper Bratt. We have uh, Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes. Say Jack will probably retire in a few years, or maybe, who knows, maybe the Devils will put him up for the expansion draft. Defense, we really have basically Will Butcher. Um, Severson, Ty Smith. We maybe have three guys that we know could be part of the defensive core. 
Blackwood, I believe, is our goalie for the future. Our backup, I'm not really 100% sure. And, you know, all the money I threw away on season tickets is a whole different story. You know, one cup appearance in 10 years while I sat sat home in April. So would you say that the Rangers rebuild is basically complete? Uh, it's, I mean, I, if they have the same team, if we could fast forward maybe a couple of years or a few years, uh, to, if, and they kept the, all the guys they have now, I would think, uh, yeah, they do. But um, I think as you know, we still Brendan, you've been funky with them. That you know, they've been a, there's been some guys where you know you 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 don't you think that maybe they could think about replacing, right? Uh, and I've said it before. I think the Rangers just need more time, right? More time to just break, mature, and uh, build chemistry with each other. You know, goalies need more playing time. You know, uh, guys. Be, be healthier, and I think uh, it's been kind of the Rangers. You know, the Rangers have injuries, and you have the whole thing with Panarin going on. So, uh, you know, goalies getting injured as well. So it's it's been a little pretty funky for the Rangers in terms of everything. So they weren't, they haven't really been able to play together much as a full, you know, with full health. Hedl uh, was out for a while. Uh, so I think, you know, let them play together for, give them some time to play together at, at full, uh, full strength, uh, give the young guys some time, that time to mature, you know, Lafreniere, uh, you should expect, you know, as we've seen from Kako, uh, a lot better year next year from him. Uh, and yeah, I think, uh, they could certainly add some different part parts of their game, different points. Um. I think maybe uh, get another defenseman after they lost Tony D'Angelo. But uh, from what I saw, uh, Potato was playing very well when I first saw him come up, right? Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's it's just kind of a you got to wait and see with how they how they develop. You know, you got to let them develop, really. Because if you look at the standings, the Rangers are 11, 12, and 4. Um, goals, 4 goals against is even at 76. And then you, if you look at the Devils, they're 8. 13 and 4 goals against is negative 20. Last 10 they're 1 7 and 2. I mean they started out good. I think they were like 6 and 3, but then we had that whole covid situation. So I don't want to really sit here and make an excuse that they were on a good run and then they just went on this whole hot hiatus and this break. So would you say that you know there needs to be more time to evaluate these two franchises? Or would you basically say that this is basically a second rebuild for the Devils because only nine guys remain from that 17-18 roster when they made the postseason? Uh, I would say, for, first, I think that it's hard to compare like the Rangers' rebuild based on the Devils because the Devils have just played so poorly where at least the Rangers have been competitive, really, you know? And uh, at this point, I think the Devils are like an infinite rebuild. I don't think they'll ever get their uh, their together. Just so, they're just so broke, so many different parts. I mean, uh, I think maybe you start by trading PK or doing something. Right? Oh, I need him out of this team. He's good, but he's past his prime, and we're paying him like nine million dollars. But um, but yeah, I think uh, so. Like the de- it, I don't. It's, it's a hard I love Lou, out. but Lou delayed this rebuilding rebuilding process with Michael Ryder. Marty Havlat, Scott Gomez, y- Yager was fine, and then you can look at Ray Shero trying to build now. 
uh, bringing in Patrick Maho Patrick Maroon, Michael Grabner, Wayne Simmons, PK Subban. So this whole rebuild has been honestly a mess. You also have to remember, though, the Rangers have a lot more resources uh, than the Devils, you know? Yeah, uh, I you guys play at the Garden. We're in Newark. No, but not just that. Just generally, just across the board with financials, you know, the Rangers have a lot more they could spend and stuff like that, right, uh, compared to the Devils. So, um... Uh, yeah, the Devils probably need to take more kind of like a Tampa Bay Rays, what the Tampa Bay Rays did, you know, try and get a young team together and, uh, you know, play that way. But, um, uh, yeah, I think it's tailed two different franchises, uh, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm not, you don't really see it so much this year, but I think the Rangers, from what the, the way they've played compared to the Devils, I think, although the Devils have beaten the Rangers, so the Rangers always seem to have some kind of problems with the Devils, like there's some... Yeah, they did it in 2012. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I think the Rangers, uh, you know, I think it's not their year this year, you know, in year, this year, I think. Like, I'm looking at this doubles roster right now. I see being in the long run, Pavel Zaka, Miles Wood could, uh, go somewhere else. Uh, I don't see Sammy Vanton being here long-term. P.K. Subban, I don't think he'll be here long-term. Okay. Uh, Ty Smith, I see him being here long-term. Damon Sears could, could be a good uh, trade package. I see Sarangovich here. Palmieri could be traded. He probably will. Uh, McLeod, I don't know. Uh, Mikhail Maltsev, I see here being for a while. Janssen, who knows. Gusev, who knows. Hughes, for sure, he'll be here. Nico, he'll be here. Brat, who knows? You never know what, if you'll, we'll move him for something. Um, we'll, Nathan Baston, Michael McLeod. So the Devils roster right now, it's it's nothing I really look forward to. Yeah, I mean, you never look forward to the Devils, you know. Uh, overall, horrible organization. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I feel I kind of feel for you, Doug, to be honest. I think, you know, there's always room on the Rangers bandwagon. Like well, I'll, I'll never uh, be a Ranger fan. Never, never, well, never. Well, uh, how about any other team than the Devils? I think that, that's a good starting point. Uh, well, the, the team on the West I like rooting for is uh, the Blues, Vegas. Vegas got them golden, you know, those golden buckets are fresh from their new team they hop on. Or, you know, yeah, I mean, I, those are teams I would like to see them win the Cup, but I wouldn't say I'm going to be a you know, fan. I respect them. Seattle, who knows? I don't, I don't know who they're going to have on their team yet. I mean, if it's anything like uh, what if it turns out anything like the way it turned out with Vegas, they should be good. Yeah, they'll be good. Uh, I still, you know, I still think that they, they, they've got some just the whole system of how they get acquired players, basically picking off, picking guys from different teams, right? Picking off each team. There's something that just seems really off about that, and how they, also how they force guys teams to get rid of a player just because a new team's coming, you know. So I don't like that. I think the, the, the faults in it show what what we saw. I mean, Vegas is still you see it now, you know. Vegas has been <laughs> has played very well in its first was it its third season. I think it's their fourth. Uh, fourth yeah, Vegas is eighteen six and one. I mean, yeah, you know, fourth season since, you know, and they've... they've Wilder having a good year. They're 17-8-1. and one. 
Uh, Maple Leafs are having a good year. Winnipeg, the Oilers are playing well. Uh, Canucks have been awful. Flames have been inconsistent. Canucks and uh, Flames, Island- though, that's a team, yeah. That's Islanders are doing great. I see them going to the final this year. Uh, the Panthers are looking good. Hurricanes are looking good. I think the Islanders also, they did have a stretch, a pretty easy stretch of uh, games uh, on their schedule, so they, they definitely got a big boost from that where they won, like, four. I think they played right, like, the Devils, Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but you still got to play the game. Yeah, but when it's, I mean, Devils and Buffalo, especially, I mean, you know, well, Buffalo will like, always be bad unless they well, make a change in the front office. Well, I think, well, I think they just got a, got a new coach. I mean, they had a guy who was in there. Again? One, 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 uh, he's still, well, I mean, no, did they change it this year? Because I think, uh, they change it owner, every year. It was like his fourth, it was like his fourth season with them, and he, he had a losing record with them, so I don't know what they're, with the talent that they have on, on paper, I think, you think, I think you got to get a new coach in there, mix things up. All right, and we, since we Lindsay, since Lindy Ruff, um, I think he went to Dallas after Buffalo in 2014, I believe. And then he worked his way, and now he's a devil head coach. Going to skip the Rangers part? <laughs> no, I think he was an assistant with the Rangers, yeah. not a head coach. Yeah. This is who the Buffalo Sabres have had in the last six years. Ron Rolston, that's one. Ted Nolan, that's two. Dan Balsma, that's three. Phil Hasley, that's four. Ralph Kruger, that's five. They had had five. They have had five head coaches in six years. That is awful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, and they're still looking for that coach, you know. Yeah, they're uh, still looking for a coach. And how are you going to build a winner like that? This, they got to, you know, get rid of this next one. I don't know. You, you got to. It makes you wonder, you know, where where are they going to look to get a other head coach? I mean, I guess who college? I mean, there's no. Ones I could think of openings uh, at head coach. I mean, you've seen though what uh you know Phil you know you get a guy with real you know with experience Stanley Cup you know championships behind them uh just you know winning background. We see how Florida's doing now, right? I mean, yeah, with uh, Q top team. They they are uh, they are a they are a tough team to play. So, yeah, but they um, also have a good roster too. No, and no, a good exactly. Goaltender. Well, they you, well they have all that stuff, you know. So um, it's not I'm not saying giving all the credit to Phil Quenville, but they since Phil Quenville came, you know, they have been a different team. Uh, yeah, they have. You've seen the way that they they played because I mean they 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 generally had it's still a, pretty much the same team they've had the past other the years before this, but um they're just playing better more you know better together. I mean, Huberdeau's always played well. It just, you know, it's not a hockey market, so you don't really hear much for Panthers, even when they were winning games at points. Not but, really. Yeah, uh, we didn't, two, you didn't really hear about it. But two, two also because, you know, they weren't, they weren't playing this well. And, I mean, you know, it just shows that, you know, they've got a lot of players. And, you know, Joe Conville as a coach, I mean, they could really – I believe they could go far. So, I think uh, they can. Maybe we'll see. Maybe like we'll if you look at the, uh, yeah. if you look at the Panthers roster, this ain't a bad team. They really built a good young team. Uh, sure, yeah, they definitely. had their core players of Huberto, Barkov, 
But they brought in guys like Carter uh, Varahegi, Anthony Duclair, former Ranger, Alexander Renberg, Patrick Hornquist, Frank Vetrano, E2 uh, Lucia Stryan, Owen Tippett, Noah, Car- Noah Charshi, Yuno Laminko, Mason Marshman, and then on D you have Aaron Ekblad, who's been there a long time, Keith Yandel's been there for a while, uh, then you have Mackenzie Weger, Anton Strawman, Gustav Forsling, Rado Gudis, and then you have Sergei Bobrovsky. So what they did is they brought in guys that had the experience and knew how to win. Yandel, Strawman, uh, you could even say Gudas. Who's their goaltender? Bobrovsky. Exactly. You know, Hornquist has a few cups. Achari went to the Stanley Cup with Boston. You know, but when you got Bobo in as a goaltender, I mean, and you know all these other guys there. I mean, Patrick Hornquist, I think, is you know he's really helped that team out a lot. I believe. Oh yeah, for sure, he definitely did. Uh, and uh, just I mean a lot. Of, you know, like you said. Those guys that they, you know, new additions paired with the the guys that were there, uh, you know, leaders of the team, like you said, Uberto, Barkov. Uh, it's just a good mix of guys. Compare that with the the head coaching, and you know, the, there's no reason why you shouldn't think they should be winning games, you know. So, uh, uh, it's definitely a. Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, in Florida, man, that's where it's all the winnings going on. You got all the Tampa Bay. I know. You had the Rays, the Lightning, Buccaneers. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. This is Florida. It no, could be. It could Tampa be the Panthers here. So, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if you'd see. I, I don't think you'd see a son like the Miami Dolphins or anything like that. Maybe one year. You never know. Uh, I don't see them anytime soon, though. But, uh. Although they, they, I mean, they are they did play decent this year, so you know, you, you know, we could, you will see. I mean, you still have, you know, it, it's tough to really say. We got to see how two it turns out and everything. But uh, but yeah, so I don't know, man. Florida, it's they're on some kind of a streak. So they it, it was it was all in Tampa Bay. Now maybe they're moving to Florida. I mean, hey, Miami Marlins made the playoffs last year. They, yeah, but that was a shortened season. Yes, but they still play well, and they have a young team now that I believe that in a regular season they'll still be. Yeah, I know, but a it was a young. Division. It was a young team, short season. They norm, they normally collapse. We see it every year with the Marlins. They go on a good run, first few games, and then they fall apart. But hopefully, hopefully that wasn't a fluke, and hopefully they do have a good season this year. They are. They, well, yes. So we can't really say for sure what would have happened because we don't know. But um. They, I mean, they their team has improved, you know, in in the years, and they're they, you know they're pitching, they've got some really good young pitching. Uh, so, I mean, so I think they'll just be another hard team play. Maybe not like win division or maybe even make playoffs. Just, I mean, maybe it'd be fight for the playoffs. I think at least. Maybe. Uh, but that NL East is a tough division. I mean, look at every team in there. Yeah, I know you got the Mets, you got the uh, Phillies, you got the Braves, Nationals, and now who knows with the Marlins. Say, I'll say. All right, Matt, we got like a minute to go. Out of all the teams that have a good record so far in the NHL, whether it's the Vegas, the Blues, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, the Lightning, uh, Islanders, Pittsburgh, Capitals, who do you have winning the Stanley Cup this year? Like teams that are over five hundred. Yeah, the teams that are basically holding a playoff spot. 
teams that are in the playoff picture, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the way the Panthers have played, they certainly can. Uh, Islanders, I don't really know what to. I mean, the way that they play their game, I mean, they seem to have got that down to a science where they don't need to score a lot of goals to win games. But uh, so you know, those two could be ones. I mean, um, but you know, Boston's always one. Uh, it, 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 it should be interesting. You know, you always have you know classic the classic teams like you've seen from uh, you know last year, Tampa, you know Vegas. And the past few years, we see them, you know, Dallas. So uh, we'll see how uh, it turns out. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I guess I'll go with the Panthers. You know, I'm in Florida, so why not? Let's get on the. Hey, why not Panthers? Let's baby. get on the. Let's get on the. Let's get the the the, the Panthers. The the growl. The the cat growl going. <laughs> so I think a few weeks ago I said the Carolina Hurricanes. I still think they have a shot to go all the way this year. They've had the experience the last few years, Definitely. you know, defeating the Capitals, going to the conference final, uh, defeating the Rangers last year, and then they fell to Boston, I believe. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a team from each division, and then I'll say who I ultimately think could win. Okay. So I'm going to start win. with the North, and I think a team like the Edmonton Oilers can win a Stanley Cup. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreistyle is playing well, and they added depth to that roster, so they're playing well. Um, I like a team like the Golden Knights. I think they have everything it takes to win the Stanley Cup. But I also like a team like the Los Angeles Kings to surprise a lot of people. They're not that bad. They built their core, and I think give it a few more years, and they're going to be one of those powerhouses again. So, so far I have the Oilers, I have the Golden Knights going to the East Division. I truly believe a team like the New York Islanders can win the Stanley Cup. I really believe they had all the experience from last year, and they're playing good hockey right now. Um, and then from the Central, I got to agree with you with the Florida Panthers. I just think they're it's their time now. They built their team, and they have all the pieces in place to compete. This was an up-and-coming team once they got Aaron Ekblad, and they finally built that team. They put players around him, put defensive guys around him with Yandel and Strawman. Honestly, well, I probably have to agree with you. I think the Florida Panthers can win the Stanley Cup this year. And you got, you know, Yandel and Strawman, past Rangers. Yeah, past Rangers. And who, you know... uh Another bit. So, do you see? Keep you see the guys ending up in Florida. They're going on. Uh, they're still going. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, you had Brian Boyle in Florida. You had a lot of guys that ended up, you know, yeah. guess, you know, towards the end of their careers, I guess. But uh, I mean, hey, they're 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 still, you know, they're still going, and they're you know they're playing well. That you know, Panthers are playing well. So, uh, yeah, well, like like uh, like you said, I mean. They're, they could definitely do it. I think. Uh, I think you may see it come down to the Panthers Islanders. I believe that uh, Islanders maybe a few years ago, uh, a little bit. Uh, they had uh, when they had Brian Campbell still. I believe uh, they lost to the Islanders in uh, one. Yeah, of the, the double series. overtime game in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, was, yeah, that was game good. six. So, I remember uh, that. I think. Uh, I think we could definitely see maybe a rematch, uh, perhaps in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you know, see how things play out. Uh, but, uh, 
yeah, I think they could they could definitely uh I think they may beat them in the playoffs if it comes to that. Yeah, we shall see. All right, Matt, it's always a pleasure. This is your third episode two weeks in a row. Looking forward to more episodes with you. Of course, we had Andrew Brem, we had you, we had um, Brandon Schwartz make a guest appearance because he couldn't make it today, and then we had Looney to Madison, you know, pull his antics laughing at everything we said like he thought we we were supposed to care, but oh well. And then you have me, the real Doug Saravo. You can follow me on all my social media accounts, Real Doug Saravo and Saravo Broadcasting. Matt, as always, it's been a pleasure, and I'll see you in Florida one day. The pleasure is all mine, Doug. Thank you for having me on. It's uh, again, I have had a lot of fun this time. It's always a, it's always a ball being on here. It's always fun talking with you. You know, very, you you, you always bring you know bring up good points. It's very. Uh, and one day we'll have your dad on as a guest. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, you gotta get the, the commission on, on, on. Yeah, we gotta get the commission. We could do like a throwback roller hockey show. Yeah, there you I, there you go. Hey, I'm all for it. You know, you get. We'll have the cup in the background. Get Patty Collins on here. And then, yeah, know, we could do something like that. <clears throat> like that'd be good. Yeah, because how many people can you fit in this one thing? Uh, I think ten. I think ten hey, is the limit. We could do that. Uh, we could get ten. You know, we could have a modern touch roller hockey episode. Yeah, we could have a reunion. Kobe, get all there, the guys. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. Thanks for it. joining me, Matt. All right. Thanks as always, Doug. Take care. God bless. Take care.